Hello and welcome to my podcast episode that I publish every Monday. This is on YouTube as a video as well as on all the podcast places if you just want to listen it with a audio. Today's topic is basically about reviewing the year, how I want to do that in the coming days, and also how I am going to look forward into the next year, and also how I'm going to plan that. Overall, this is going to be a little bit of a kind of like my plan for the next few days uh, as I am closing 2020 and as I am going through that motion. However, first things first, happy holidays to everyone out there. No matter how you are celebrating these holidays, whatever tradition you are a part of, I hope you have a great time with family and friends and that you can enjoy some uh, silent time, some calm and relaxing, that you can get that time uh, into your schedule where you can actually plan out the next year, also reviewing the first or the last year, and this time around as, uh, actually reviewing the whole decade that has passed. Now, to give you a little bit of an overview as to what I want to be talking about in this episode, I want to go over a couple of things that I have gone through in the last decade that are changing around how I am doing things, how I'm planning on doing things moving forward. Um, it kind of goes into the areas of I did some goal planning and then I didn't do it for a couple of times and now I want to probably switch back to setting up goals for myself, doing monthly reviews, um, how safety in the nervous system is important, how I have gone through a little bit of a spiritual um, understanding and re-understanding of myself with the work of amazing healers that I want to talk about in this episode as well. And just looking at how beliefs and self-trust are connected to actually being able to fulfill or reach your goals and have been aspects that probably have blocked me from achieving my goals uh, in the way that I wanted to. I already mentioned this. This is the time of the year that I like to do this as a practice of the year closing, reviewing the year, uh, looking back. And then from that point, from that point of gratitude for everything that has happened, going forward and deciding on how the next year should be going, how it's going to look, how I'm going to take action or if I want to step back at some uh, in some areas or something. But I think that the time between the years is actually perfect for that. It's, for me, the time where Christmas itself is a very family-centered holiday. However, after that, um, it's kind of like after the 26th or 27th of the uh, of December, that's the time where I start to kind of like have a break until the first or second, probably the third of the next year, where I just want to kind of like retract and be for myself, uh, maybe with my partner, and also just sitting with a journal with my fountain pen and just writing my thoughts down, also reviewing a lot of the documents that I have created, the notes that I've taken over the year, and going over those things and going to kind of like looking into it how I want to incorporate all those ideas that I have gathered over the year. Because oftentimes I don't have that kind of time in between everything. Um, however great it would be to have that kind of a planning session about every quarter of the year, uh, I didn't really have that in the last year uh, to kind of like get that kind of grasp on everything. Now I want to give you a little bit of a short recap as to how I have done goal planning and how I am looking forward to do it now. 
for a long time, I actually did uh, goal planning every single year, and I did it very tenaciously. So I set up a Evernote, uh, which is a note-taking application that I uh, was heavily using at the time. I set it up in a way that I had one document, one note, where I had all my goals for different areas of my life, from income to business, uh, personal lifestyle, as well as uh, health, family, friends, those kind of things. And I split those goals up, and I had around 20 to 30 goals every th- single year. And So I set those up in one document and then every single goal had its own document as well where I could kind of like keep track of the progress. Uh, I also set myself up so that I would be doing monthly reviews of those goals so that I would stay on top of them and actually remember them at least on a monthly basis and sometimes even on a weekly basis, at least going through the list of the goals just to kind of like remember what goals I set up for myself. And I found that really, really powerful. However, at the same time, limiting to some degrees. The powerful part is that those kinds of remembering those sessions that I set up for myself every month or every week were really powerful to actually put me back into the seat where I wanted to get back to work on those things. However, the that process also came with the downside of seeing when I did not achieve something. And instead of actually propping me up a lot it oftentimes had the effect that I was getting me down even more than I would to begin with. So setting myself into this motion of having these reviews of my goals was powerful and at the same time pulling me down, especially if a goal wasn't going as planned and I didn't really give myself enough slack to cut myself loose, for example. On the other hand, other like the other idea would be that I wasn't ju- I just wasn't disciplined enough to pull through to actually do this the right way. Uh, see that if I wasn't achieving a goal, that I would just have to work harder to get there, uh, and that kind of trickles down into the whole spiritual growth aspect that I want to talk about in a bit. But basically, I did that goal planning for a couple of years, and then. Around uh, 2018, mid-2018, I actually stopped and kind of like decided that I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I decided that I'm not going to focus on those goals. I'm not going to have any goals whatsoever, for the most part at least. And uh, that was really important that I did that. Uh, It was a recognition of having burnt myself out Um, having especially burnt myself out by not achieving the goals and that kind of like having a really negative impact on me. And so from there, I took about one and a half years off of goal setting. And that basically brings us to right now where I'm back into that uh, situation where I am probably going to set, where I am going to set myself up for 2020 with new ideas and new goals. But that time period of not having any goals, it gave me a freedom to slow down. It uh, gave me the opportunity to relax into the days. Uh, I could meditate more, journal more, self-reflect. And I did a lot of that. I also did a lot of walking, uh, just mindful walking around the lake that I live around here. And uh, recognizing what was going on inside of me. 
And in that time, I also worked a lot with Candice Wu, who was my former partner and also is an amazing healer and has a lot of modalities from family constellations over somatic experiencing and, and a lot of things to offer. And if you want to have her information, I will link her uh, in the description below or in the show notes if you're listening to this as a podcast. And with like with working with her, um, I got a new perspective on a lot of things why I wasn't able to perform at the level that I would have wanted to. And that kind of like opened my eyes. And then from there, we worked on strengthening uh, myself to be able to overcome certain limitations that I wasn't previously aware of. And this can range from anything that's past life things, it's emotional things, it's childhood trauma. And uh, yeah, that that was a really powerful time. From that exploration of self, that was really a powerful one. Um, it brings me back to the here and now and the last couple of weeks and months where I felt more and more a strength in myself and that brings me back to this point where I am saying like I'm back into goal setting because uh, I want to change some major things. I want to move forward. I want to do a lot more with my um, with my business. I want a lot more with my income. I want a lot more in my personal life and, and make those changes. The major change uh, that I moved through to be able to get to this point, I would say is that I recognized a lot of the blocks that were preventing me from achieving those things uh, to begin with. Um, I'm looking at a lot of childhood trauma or childhood things that I would have enjoyed having uh, in terms of attention, love, uh, direction, coaching, and, and that kind of thing. And now being able to give that to my own inner child, so to speak, so that I can move forward in the here and now with a different strength. It, it almost feels like a knot has kind of like been untied in that uh, process because it has it has been a long process and it, and it really took some time. But now, more and more, I see myself as a entity that is strong in itself. Uh, I am able to breathe and express myself. I'm able to embrace myself more in my desire of what I want to be doing, where I want to go, uh, how I want to express myself. I don't hold back as much that I, uh, than I used to, and I'm able to overcome certain fears. Even doing a podcast or a YouTube video like this, um, even just the, the knowledge that there are people out there, it, on one hand, is the beauty of the whole thing. And on the other hand, it's the blockade of who could see this. And maybe there are people that I don't want this to, like, that I don't want that they see this. And then there's the question, like, why, why is that even a thing? And uh, why do I care? Um, I can just do it anyways. So having understood that, I found myself in a place where all of those blockades are open up or at least softened and uh, they're not perfectly gone yet, but at least I'm in the process of getting there. However, I then also found myself where I wasn't where I was supposed to be or wasn't where I would have liked to be. 
So um, especially now, granted that this is the change of a decade, which is not just um, a year change, but also a decade changing and not just the decade, but also my decades being born in 1990, uh, that uh, 2020 is also my 30th birthday. But I want to channel the motivation and the like this this lifting of the blockade. I want to channel that into motivation and into unblocking the flow of my own energy and uh, bring everything more forward to this new beginning, this new decade, this decade of my own, and uh, set my life straight and push for what I know I am capable of. So now I'm setting out to make a plan. And uh, with this, I especially want to inspire you to also sit down and use the time after Christmas until the new year or early new year to review the past and set up goals for yourself. Because I believe that you're much more likely to move forward towards something that you want to achieve if you are making a plan for yourself and you're not just kind of like going with the flow, even though that can be really powerful. And for some people that might be the perfect thing to do. I believe, especially if you are having an idea in your head where you want to end up, then having that process of like knowing how you want to get there, knowing what you might want to take action on because then you can take that action and ideally it's inspired action and not something that you force yourself into and it comes with certain ease but at least you are taking some form of action and that I think that is really really powerful. So I want to inspire you to sit back and take your life into your own control. Um, Look at the past and the present, your ancestry and more and uh, there are a lot of meditations experientials out there but if you want to have a healer that can help you through that process I can also recommend Candice Wu like I said earlier my former partner and uh, I still work with her as a, a as a client of hers and she's also a client of mine in terms of website and, and consulting and podcast uh, work And her ally with death is actually also an incredible experiential that we worked on together to um, have an experiential where you can basically live through your own death, uh, at least a simulation of it, a simulation of it. And that is underlying really good music from Larry and Candice Wu's voice to kind of like guide that whole process. And it's really powerful to reclaim what you really want to have die, and then what you want to live with forward. So again, you can check that out in the description or the show notes for this podcast slash video. So um, yeah, you will find the link there. And with that information out of the way, uh, here's what I'm planning to do between the years, uh, what the process probably will look like once I am through the Christmas holidays with all the festivities with the family. So the first thing that I want to do is that I want to reduce my work obligations or that I am reducing my work obligations. This is a process that I've been in for the last week already, which is the week before Christmas. Um, Basically getting myself so far ahead that I don't really have any 
hard deadlines in between that time frame of the next 14 days. Uh, that's really important for me because I am a, a self-employed and so taking a vacation is not really that easy because there is no one else to fill the gap. I'm not some like I'm not in a big corporation or a big company where I can say, well, there is someone else who's not going to on a vacation and they can take care of all the uh, obligations. Um, I have to do all of that myself, so I have pre-worked a lot to move through that, and it's been um, it's been really powerful to get to this point where now I almost have pretty much everything done so far ahead that I don't have any hard deadlines until the uh, until early January at least that's for client work my own personal work videos uh, podcasts and that kind of stuff is a whole different topic because that's something that I I'm going to still work on as this time progresses the second thing I also wanted to look into was uh, reducing family obligations uh, and this is important for me because it's something that can take over my life very easily, I have found. And I I don't know, it's very easy for me to fall for uh, helping everybody else instead of taking my own time. And I don't think that that's necessarily healthy and I don't think that uh, the people around me benefit from that all too much because they all would benefit way, way more if I were clear in my life path and doing that, uh, achieving the things that I want to be achieving and also with that having a certain amount of monetary success. And I'm going to talk about money on this channel more as the new year comes and also uh, throughout the whole year because I have some big goals in that area and I want to share that with everybody on here as well. But the last few years, and this is one of the findings that I had in in the last in this process of of finding myself, I noticed more and more that I am very very easily um, distracted by family and helping everybody, and it can feel really good in that moment. However, then other things are suffering, and as that has happened more, I noticed that. I'm not able to work as much as I wanted to. And so for this process in the next 14 days after the Christmas holiday or the next 10 days after the Christmas holiday, I decided to drive up to Berlin so that I am a little more removed from everything that is my family and I have no obligations on that plate basically. And I'm aware that this is a kind of special situation as well, not having children or not having any um, I don't know, family members that I really have to care for. Everybody is really healthy and, and doing their own thing. But it is really important for me to take this step this year to seclude myself in that way. The next step, number three, is that I needed I need to prepare and, and set myself up to kind of like have a clean environment, have some environment where it's really nice to go through the next motions of that. And the next motions are probably going to be a multi-day process because I I want to really take my time for this. My preparations are, for example, that I really like to use my Leuchtturm journal. Uh, it's bound in leather and I have a fountain pen. Uh, it's actually this one if you're watching this as a YouTube video. It's from Faber-Castell. And uh, I really like using that uh, instead of computer, but my computer is also going to be um, aiding in the whole process, of course. I 
I want to set up some burning candles to have a little bit of an ambiance uh, to give the mood for the whole situation and also a kind of like a winter tea probably with some cinnamon ready to go some warmth in general the wa uh, the room uh, probably going to set that up pretty warmly maybe have a bath before so that the mood is set a little more even and from that point with having that set up and and cleansed and uh, probably some kind of a meditation at least a couple minutes to kind of like clear my head and, and get into the moment uh, the fourth step or the, the, the next step I want to go into is to review the year and the decade. And to, to get there or to, to start that process, my thoughts are that I want to go in and probably take a double page of my journal and with that just randomly write down memories uh, that I can remember. Not even focusing on good or bad memories, just taking those down and, and writing them on that piece of paper uh, to kind of like relive the last year or the last decade, depending on how you want to do that. Um, it may make sense to do the same process for the year and then do another double page for the last decade. One of the main reasons to do this is that I want to expand time with it, uh, jog my memory and make time last longer or, or stretch time uh, because I have heard somewhere that if you remember more things in a certain time span, then it feels like that time span was that, was that much longer. It's oftentimes from childhood, like uh, childhood looks or seems like it was so long and, and time felt like it was so slow and as I got older it's like one year passed by like nothing and one of the main reasons that I've heard about was that uh, basically as a child you're constantly learning something new you're exposed to new sensory um, things you're overall just there's so much newness in life uh, that you're your memory gets filled with all these new uh, inspiration and and all this, all these uh, expressions, and I think that that really is something that we we should get back again into our life as we go uh, grow older. So that double page is a memory dump uh, with everything that I accomplished, that I learned experienced that things that have happened uh things i've i've gone through experienced travel the people that i've met the the things that i've experienced it's it's going to be everything and uh from there i i'm probably going to grow a little bit of a gratitude journaling page uh so taking that year in review and then from there uh, kind of like extracting mostly the positive and, and things that I'm grateful for to enlivening the, the, the feeling of gratitude for having all of these amazing experiences that I am able to experience everything that is behind me, that I was able to, to be there and that I am thankful for all of that. Uh, blessed even to go through everything even the struggles because that 
those probably gave me the pathway to where I am now. And flooding the system with those good memories and make sure to recognize the depth of them. Uh, recognize that something that felt wrong in the moment might have turned out as something positive. And all of the things that I... Everything that is provided for us, uh, finding that, recognizing that, and, and really, yeah, just flooding your system with gratitude for everything that you have experienced, everything that that was there and, and you got to live through. Um, I think that from, from sharing the gratitude, however, I also want to go over a point or make a point of closing uh, with what I regret. I think this is also going to be an important one because, at least for me, a certain part of my motivation for the coming year actually stems from regrets over the past and uh, goals that I have not achieved. Um, kind of like, I don't want to do it in a scolding way, but looking at my life in the last 10 years and the things that I remember, part of that is that I set a huge amount of goals that I haven't achieved and and certain life goals that I wanted to have in the here and now that I don't have. And so going into that new year with those regrets doesn't really make a lot of sense for me. So I want to kind of like reframe them, take the regrets from the last 10 years, take the, like, take the regrets from my old life basically, and instead of carrying them with me, reframing them into the motivation that will drive me the next 10 years. Uh, taking them and deciding that I'm going to be way more uh, focused and uh, way more inspired to take all the action that is necessary to gather the strength and uh, achievement to move forward. So that the that regret becomes fuel instead of something that pulls me down. And also to close it off again with a certain amount of gratitude because this now gives me the opportunity to change. All the regret that I have, the uh, acknowledgement of it gives me a chance to live life fuller going forward. And that I think will be a really, it's going to be a driving force uh, going forward and it's going to be a good thing to close off a certain chapter, um, leave certain parts in the past that are maybe like they, that may need to stay there. And the same thing, by the way, goes for certain goals as well, because sometimes maybe I uh, remember regretting that I didn't achieve certain goals, but also checking in with myself to see whether or not that even was important or is still important. Am I really caring about certain things that I have not done, have not achieved? Or is it just that I, like, I'm holding on to something that is not really my own belief, my own desire? So closing regrets uh, is going to be a big piece of this. And from this, which is kind of like the whole reviewing the past and 
in that I, I just got one more idea, which would be to kind of like also expand the whole gratitude thing to certain people in your life and maybe even writing notes to those people, uh, potentially and potentially really writing something and sending it, but even just writing it in your journal and addressing it to certain people in your life, uh, writing them a little bit of a letter uh, of recognition and of gratitude. Again, whether or not you send it, it's a different story, but that sounds like it's a really nice idea to to even do that in private, to um, recognize the people and the impact that they had on you in the in the last 10 years. But from this point going forward, it's kind of like switching the flip or like flipping the switch uh, into 2020 and designing 2020. And uh, I think that designing 2020 uh, for the coming year, uh, for the coming decade even, designing the next year I think is a huge step uh, especially with with it being a new decade, uh, with myself turning 30 this year, it's not just a decade that is switching, but it's my own decade. It's, it's something that I want to focus on. I want to make a difference in a huge way, uh, in a different way than I would have thought. Or I want to make it count. I want to make it embody change so i want to take this process seriously and however much time i spend on reviewing the past i want to spend at least the same amount of time looking into the other direction because this is going to shift everything so here we go we have 2020 ready to go in our journal and i would do the same thing that i did with a reviewing the year and that is taking a double page and doing a 2020 brain dump journal and essentially what i mean by that is uh, taking all the ideas all the goals onto that page and everything that you desire everything that you want to accomplish what you want what you would enjoy doing experiencing or having put it all on that page uh getting it out there getting it out of your system uh having it in a visual way or like whether you just make a list or if you have a really nice elaborate brain uh how do you sell mind map uh it doesn't really matter but just getting it onto that page doesn't matter if it's having a new macbook or if it's an experience like bungee jumping, it's kind of like a bucket list almost. What would you want to do before you die? That kind of thought. And just putting it all on there so that you are like in a way that you don't have any limitations on yourself. Like what would you do if you had no money issues, so to speak? Like what would you choose to be doing whether you needed to make any income or not? Like those kind of thoughts. And this is to collect ideas and gather everything that you might have uh, thought of over the last few years and what a good life might look like to you. Like how would your morning routine look like? Workouts, diet, books, like the experiences, the things, like everything onto that page so that it's kind of like cleared out so that we can from there start planning the year and, and taking that apart, so to say. The next one would be that Designing 2020, a calendar plan. And this one, with a brain dump done, it basically is 
taking a calendar where you can actually see the whole year, the whole, like all the 12 months, all the 365 days, so that you can give yourself an overview of what is in front of you. And this is specifically for solid dates. So something that you know is going to happen on a certain date. Uh, this can be birthdays, festivals, uh, certain holidays, events, potential vacations. Maybe you have to coordinate with a partner or your family when you can take vacations, uh, those kind of things. Um, how does that look like for you? It also could include, for example, your monthly review to kind of like put that into your calendar already uh, to make those certain fixed events. And I recognize that this may be actually you might put more events in there than you actually are going to make or do because maybe there's two festivals that you would like to go to on the same weekend and you can only go to one. But having that clarity on your schedule, having all of those things laid out, it gives you the opportunity to actually take a deep look and understand the year on a grander scheme and also know what you have to work toward if you, for example, need a certain amount of money to do something, uh, to have a certain experience or similar things. So taking the whole year, making those solid fixed dates, marking them in the calendar, giving yourself a structure of what is really fixed in there, when you have to be where and, and those kind of things, uh, I think that that gives a great amount of clarity that you can then use to step into the next step, which is designing 2020 with a prioritization of the brain dump. And this is actually step number 10, I think, in my in my book. And it would basically be that you take those double pages that you created before with the whole brain dump, uh, where you wrote down all of your ideas and you just put everything there with goals, experiences, income, uh, things you want to have, what have you, everything on that page. And this time around, you figure out what is your number one, two, and three that will make many of the other things possible. Uh, this is something that I have learned from Tim Ferriss, that he basically said, like, if you have 15 tasks on your to-do list, which one or two are going to make the rest obsolete or easier to get done. And for example, one of the easiest thing that comes into my mind is if I earn like if I am able to create online courses that earn money, that in turn will make everything else easier because it becomes less of a burden on my mind because I would probably have the uh, opportunity at some point for example to get myself an assistant uh, to work other tasks that I don't necessarily want to put my priority on because I know that my time is better spent doing something else. So which of the things on your list are those things that you need to take action on, which if you actually achieve them, are going to make everything else that much easier. It can be finding a new assistant. It can be uh, creating a new website. It can be earning more money. Like what are those one to five things that are on top of your list. From there, uh, how fast can you get those done? Like, gather ideas as to when is it possible? How can I, like, how can I get there? And when can I get there? Really 
taking them apart, making a like breaking them apart into subtasks and that kind of like really taking the priority and putting it on that. And this should give you a really good idea of what you should push for and what other things you might want to either kill completely or push toward later in the year. That you really have a plan first and foremost to change your life where it matters most. I think at this point it's also very important that I previously have believed that setting goals for the whole year makes a lot of sense and I don't necessarily do that anymore because of this prioritization uh, system. In the past, I set goals oftentimes for months in advance. So for example, like I will read 24 books in the year 2019. Uh, that may sound really good, but if the first two or three months I'm really focused on something else, then that actually accumul accumulates over time and then in the last half year, I have 16 books to read and basically no time for anything else. And so that makes no sense to me anymore. Uh, I'd rather have certain goals set up and priorities, like in this case with like the main three priorities, and then saying to myself like, okay, now these are my priorities. These are the things that I'm going to focus on most in the first whatever how many days, let's say the first 60 days. And then I, from there, can make new decisions about other things. It also comes with a little bit of a prioritization of the goal list because I might actually end up having a goal like go running three times a week. But that may actually be on the second tier of priority for my goals instead of having the most or the highest priority in terms of I want to achieve certain things in my business. So if I slack on the one, I don't, hit myself or take myself down too hard because it just isn't the most uh, the highest on my priority list. Okay, so now that we have that priority, now that we have those uh, set into your own or like set on a page in your journal again, I think designing 2020, the next step is creating my own plan. And this is uh, based on the last step. And it is going to be that aspect of what's going to happen in the next 30 to 90 days. Uh, what are the experiences that you're going to have in that time? Uh, what have you learned uh, in the past? Uh, how you have to accommodate yourself to actually make that happen? Keeping yourself flexible, but at the same time focused. And just taking those three to five things and pushing through hard and getting them off the table getting them into your success box, getting them achieved. What you want to do after that, you can change that or like you can decide on that once you are done with those three things. But first and foremost, get the first three things off your list. Make them happen, get them done and push through because that's going to have the biggest impact on your life and that should be the main focus for the first 60 days, 90 days, whatever you want to take it. And with that clarity, you should probably not just create a to-do list, but also a not-to-do list. Because it is equally as important to know what you should not do more of. For me, oftentimes it's less social, like doing less social media, uh, not checking my emails every now and then, uh, 
having a note where I can put random ideas into instead of researching them in the moment, externalizing distractions basically, uh, not shopping whenever I have an idea of what I might need at some point, uh, just having that yeah, like having that external brain, having that note where I can just toss ideas into. And it's not just to put those things on a list to forget them there, but actually having a process so that you can trust yourself. Yes, I'm going to go back to that list at some point, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, it doesn't really matter, but it is not going to be of most important right now. It's going to be set for later uh, so you can actually focus on that moment here and now, the most important task, those things that are going to move your life forward and not the distractions. And from that, having the not-to-do list, having the to-do list, having the plan for the next 60 days, having those few things that are going to have the most impact on your life, from that, I want to put this whole plan into motion. Uh, basically creating a routine for achieving this plan uh, because it's not just about the tasks it's also how you set yourself up how you set your life up uh, where you let others dis, uh, direct you are you going to have a certain schedule like a work schedule for me not having a boss it's often not so easy to stick to a clear schedule and just doing the thing that is right in front of me and having that eight to nine uh, our block of things that I'm going to focus on without anyone having the ability to intrude on myself. That's going to be one of the biggest challenges for me to setting a time up where I'm going to work and what not like where nobody else can touch me, so to speak. Uh, it's so easy when you're employed, uh, if you, I don't know, work in a coffee shop and uh, you tell your family, well, I'm going to work from uh, 1400 until 2000 and in that time frame, you're probably not going to text anyone, call anyone, receive any calls or emails or stuff like that. However, for me, it's really hard to do that, not being available in my own work time. Uh, I will have to learn that and I will have to focus on that going forward. Uh, what kind of obligations do you have to decline in the next uh, 60 days? Uh, maybe there's certain trips that friends are doing that you cannot go on to because you have other things that you need to focus on. Maybe you have uh, family occasions that you cannot make because you have a different focus. Again, coming back to the beginning of the podcast, this is something that is really important and actually those people who love you most should probably also support your decision making because in the end they all benefit from you being happier more successful or overall uh, just in a better mood because you are able to achieve what you set out to achieve and it may mean that in the short term you're not available or not as available uh, as you would like to be and at least that's the belief that I have at the moment that I don't have the capacity to be available all the time until I have certain things achieved. So what do you have to decline? Uh, what can you say yes to? What do you have to say no to? Um, and setting up a routine to achieving the plan that you created for yourself. And the last thing that I think is crucial and I have found really important over the last few years is to have a check-in with myself and that can be the monthly check-in which should be really in-depth and I'm going to look forward to also documenting that in video form on this YouTube channel and pro uh, podcast. The second one would be the weekly check-in that is mostly just 
going higher level, not necessarily documenting all too much, but just being able to remember all the goals that you have set up for yourself. And then a daily routine of having a certain amount of affirmations, uh, checking in with your highest priority goals. How can you move those forward? Are you able to make any move that day? And just having that constant reminder of what your goals are, what you are focused on, where you are going toward. I think that that's really a powerful thing to set up for yourself to actually keep track of where you're headed and going toward it with that much more energy. So now we have a plan set up. It's not too rigid that you cannot pivot from it. And I need that freedom for myself to be able to say, let's change it a few times. And also maybe a few times a week, you need more slack time. Like those kind of things have to be part of this whole experience because otherwise you're just going to burn yourself out. I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for you. So this plan set in motion, hold yourself to it, check in with your goals Share them in the description below or the comments of this video if you want to. I'm going to share more about my own plan, the things that I have in store for the coming year uh, as 20, 2019 is closing and 2020 is beginning. I'm also going to share more about how I am going to process all of this, how I like to do things. And uh, I already have a solid plan for how I want my YouTube and podcast life to look like. So that's already in store and I have already mentioned this a couple of times it's probably going to be three videos every single week on my YouTube channel so that's what I'm working toward let's get into the planning and building this vision to a higher degree that we also know what we're doing this for why we are doing certain things I hope you have a wonderful stress-free holiday with your family and or friends and also have a great new year's celebration uh, wherever you are in the world enjoy all the food let's get ready for 2020 crush it majorly i'm looking forward to what we are all going to do i'm super grateful that you are here listening to this enjoying it with me and i look forward to connecting with you on youtube and or telegram email check my website you can find all that information there and say hell yes make it your life and I'm going to see you in an upcoming video or podcast and until then ciao ciao